listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shaleen Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hey, everybody. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And Splash family, you know, we're getting towards the end of summer. That's right. It's school. I know. That's right. And you know what that means? Back to school time. That's right. And with new school year on the horizon, we want... We wanted to bring in a special mm. guest that Barbara got to kind of get to know yes. um, through Kirk. So share a little bit uh, about that. Well, I'm so excited for our guest this morning. I have never met her in person. Yes. However, I did meet her through a project that Kirk did called Connect. Yes. And it was all about educating parents um, mm. with social media. That's right. Hello. And Dr. Anybody Kathy. Anybody feeling that, right? <laughs> yes. And Dr. Kathy was on that show. And <sighs> then I got to go to a taping of Takeaways. Yes. And he had Dr. Kathy on that show. Mm. And oh my gosh, I was so blessed to be there and just soak up all the wisdom that she poured out. I actually, on, uh, buddy, I what? remember you calling me on the way back home from takeaways. Going, We've got to have Kathy, Dr. Gotta, Kathy. has got to come in the splash zone I and know. splash our community. Well, you know why? It's because when you have children who struggle with conventional learning yes. or they feel that maybe they're not book smart like I did when I was a little mm. girl, I always thought I was stupid. Right. And it wasn't until I was even later on in my years that I somebody said, Barbara, you're not stupid. You're just not knowledgeable about certain things. Mm. And then when I heard Dr. Kathy, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I'm smart. Yes. <laughs> and this is how I'm smart. That's right. And you, you know? listening are oh. smart, and I want you to lean in as oh, we boy. welcome to the Splash Zone, Dr. Kathy Cook. Yay! Hello, Kathy. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're so happy. happy to have you. Yes. Mm. Thank you. And Barbara, way to reach out. Yeah, I'm I so know. grateful. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've given her book, okay, right. to so many because it just, it was just like I needed parents who are raising children to mm. read this book. That's right. Because I wish I had it when mm-hmm. I was... You yeah, know, a absolutely, young mom and, absolutely. And yet it's not just for young people, it's for parents. I mean, it's myself. I'm learning from this. parents. you got a lot of grandkids. I know. Yes. So it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I want to start, Kathy, mm-hmm. by just give us a little background on you. I mean, what made you b- get your PhD? I mean, you went all the way, girlfriend. Mm-hmm, I did, right? Yeah. What, Never thought what, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, right. Um, Yeah, I come from a great family. I was a celebrated kid, which is why my ministry is called Celebrate Kids. I I don't come from brokenness. I'm really, really grateful for a wonderful extended family of grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, a great brother, and, you know, wonderful parents. And I became a teacher of second graders, thought I would do it forever, and was alarmed at how many kids did not feel good about themselves. Right. And, you know, I I never imagined that because I was raised to believe, you know, in myself and I hung out with other people who were, you know, for the most part, optimistic and healthy and had, you know, good mental health back in the day. And so I was alarmed and really disturbed and discouraged. And so began a graduate program trying to investigate how can I be an even better teacher for these kids who don't believe in themselves, for kids who learn differently. I don't think they're disabled. They simply learn differently. And I earned a PhD in reading and educational psychology um, so that I could, um, you know, teach children better. But then I ended up becoming a university professor where for seven years I taught uh, people becoming teachers how to teach children how to read. And that was a great delight as well. You know, really, I felt like it was important. I enjoyed the, the university experience. 
And yet God kept calling me elsewhere. And I'll just tell you quickly that it was Deuteronomy 6 where, you know, the Bible, God declares that a parent will always be the first and foremost, most important teacher of a child. Amen. And so although, wait, wait, you know, although you, I want you to say that again, <laughs> listeners, listen to this again. Say that again. A parent, mm, say that. Yeah. yeah, the scripture teaches us in Deuteronomy 6, particularly, that parents will always be a child's first and foremost, most important teacher. That's right. Um, That's right. You know, we can have we can have others that walk with us in this journey, but it is the responsibility of moms and dads. Right. You are you are the perfect parent for your imperfect children because mm-hmm. otherwise you would not be their parent. That's right. Whether it be mm-hmm. fostering, adopting, or by birth, God chose for you to raise this this miracle of His. And so I I just was wrestling with, you know, here I'm doing important work preparing teachers, but what about the parent who's taught how to diaper feed and bathe and they send you home, you know, and you've got the responsibility <laughs> of this person. And so I, I was called. I, I didn't really even get sent out of the hospital with that, Kathy. I wasn't even sent yeah. with that. I get back and I'm like, how do you do the diaper? It was so easy on the doll. Like, what's going on? I didn't realize they were going to stick their hand in it and all the other things that little fingers do. I'm like, they sent me with nothing. They're like, do you have a car seat? You can take the kid home. I'm like, whoa. Oh I mean, seriously, the trust they it's had in you. Right. So. I'm like, holy cow. But isn't it amazing how God gave us what we needed as mothers, even if we didn't know or learn from our own mm-hmm. moms. Right. He gave us those mm-hmm. instincts of what to do. And I love that mm-hmm. she brought up Deuteronomy yeah. because there are there are 63 verses that I found out once I became a mom, 63 verses in the Bible on raising children. Mm-hmm. Train up your child in the way they should go. And when they're mm-hmm. older, they won't depart from it. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. right. First commandment with the promise, mm-hmm. honor your father and mother and your right. days will be long upon the earth. I mean, he's like, I left you the rule book, people. No one's opening it. <laughs> You want to be a rebel? Want to be a rebel? Read the Bible because no one's doing that. But I love the title of your book, Kathy, Eight Great Smarts. And a smart word can sometimes either, I feel, project shame or Mm -hmm. pride. Like, yeah, I'm a smarty pants. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember hearing comments like that growing Mm -hmm. up. Oh, she's a smart one. Cute, but she's a little bummer. Mm -hmm. And I I just, Mm -hmm. I remember being in an Italian home, hearing things like, Wait, I want to be cute, but I want to be known as smart. Right. I want to be smart, mm-hmm. or and and not a smart A, because sometimes I was that, <laughs> you little smart A. You know what I mean? With an mm-hmm. SS after it. But it's very interesting. What made you come up with the eight great smarts? Obviously, you have all the schooling and background and and credentials as an expert to be talking about this. But the title is very unique to me. I've never heard mm-hmm. of a book called. Eight great smarts. What are the eight great smarts? I love it. Right. Yeah, I can start with that, and then I'll tell you where it came from. Okay. So um, we believe that all children are born with the capacity to develop all eight. I will say, as people listen to the list, that the earlier they're awakened, the greater the likelihood they are a strength for a lifetime. So if somebody thinks they don't have it, they actually have the capacity to develop it. And because God is a generous and a good God, it is never too late to further develop our intellect uh, and our mind. Um, The eight smarts are word smart, we think with words. Logic smart, we think with questions. Picture smart, we think with our eyes in visual. So I have that, I'm... Yeah, I am such either an audible or a, a like a photographic. Like if I see something, I pretty much can remember it. That's interesting. Okay, so picture smart, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah, and then the fourth one is music smart. We think with rhythms and melodies. Mm-hmm. Number five is body smart. We think with movement and touch. Then we have nature smart. We think with patterns. 
That's how we know it's a blue jay, not a blue bird, an elm tree, not an oak tree. We have an ability to remember the wow. pattern that we see. And then the last two are really interesting, and we can discuss the order. The order is somewhat interesting if you're curious about that. But uh, number seven, people smart, we think with other people. And self-smart, we think deeply inside of ourselves. Uh, so those are the eight, and we can elaborate as you ladies would invite me to do so. I will tell you that the research behind this model is done by Dr. Howard Gardner, who is a psychologist at Harvard University. He's the one who looked at stroke patients and brain lesions and uh, savants and just a variety of situations and, and individuals and discovered these eight different ways of being smart. These are not just interests and talents and abilities. These are standalone separate entities within the brain. And he found that out through people like stroke patients where, you know, maybe they could sing in tune, they mm. had a stroke, and the only thing that changed about them was that they could no longer sing. And so he identified that these are eight distinct different ways of being intelligent. And mm. I find it super encouraging, you know, to ask the question, how am I smart? Not how smart am I, mm -hmm. which allows me, you know, I'm smarter than you are, you know, like you were saying before. Right. And, and not the question, am I smart? I love to tell children that, yes, you are smart. God doesn't make right. stupid people. That's right. You know, you can, you can do foolish things, but you, you weren't created. You can make stupid choices, that but then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, but you weren't created that way. And no, so, right. But this question that we're talking about today, well, how am I smart? And how does that matter to my todays and my tomorrows? It's very empowering. Yes, it's I was just going to say, so empowering. I know, I'm oh. looking at this list going... I wonder, I, I, I'm, had I gone back <laughs> and just, mm. you know, what I'd be doing. You know what I mean, it, when you say music, because obviously I love music, I love dance. You don't want me singing mm. for you, Dr. Kathy. Okay, I don't even sound good in the shower. <laughs> but would that fall under the category as an audible learner? Those are somewhat different. It's a great okay. question, which I address in my book. Audible learners remember what they hear. Yes. This is how we're smart. So if you're word smart, you think with words, you talk when you're excited. Yes. If you're audible, you remember what you hear, especially what you hear yourself say. So if God created you to be an audible learner and a word smart thinker, you really do have to talk. You will be the chatty Cathy extraordinaire and earn a living talking someday. That's which what is I my do. Story. And that is right, what I exactly. do. Okay, wow, yeah. wow. Okay, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. Do you think everyone is born with all eight? We Yes, based on Howard Gardner's research of MRIs of the brain, we have the capacity for all eight. Now, if a child has a stroke in utero, you know, certainly there are going to be some unique situations where maybe that won't be the case. But we do believe that kids have the capacity for all eight, which means that the, the, nurt, the nature is there from God, right? The DNA, right. if you will, the knit together in your mother's womb, God creates that within us. But then, ladies, there's this nurture, right? right. Are right. children raised with an eclectic toy bank? Do they have lots of books? Are they taken on field trips even when they're two? Are the, do we talk with them when they're, you know, infants through age five or do we ignore them? You know, the earlier that we stimulate the brain, the better. My dad was an engineer. So I grew up, my brother and I grew up playing with protractors, compasses, T-squares, and graph paper and very special lead pencils. Right. Wow. So I'm still very particular about the pencils I use, which goes all the way back to my dad. Wow. And so for us, logic... And nature, because engineering is absolutely a patterned ability. Dave and I were raised, and those, those are among the smarts that were awakened early in us. So I still pay attention to design. I still pay attention to 
shadows and lights and, and patterns, not color. I'm not very picture smart, but the patterning in me was alerted in me early on because of how my dad managed our life. Mm. My music smart, my mom and dad, both very musical. I used to play 20 instruments and oh that's God. because yeah, wow. don't, don't get excited. It's a fun story, <laughs> but, um, but music, like it's interesting to you. She's winning the family talent show every year. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's a great line. Oh no, we do the jingle ball games at our house. You would win Dr. Uh-huh. Kathy every time. That's uh-huh. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's fascinating to me. Are parents able to identify this in their children? What what does your book share that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do share it in the book, and I can very quickly outline for you. In fact, you get a thing out of this one. The first, one of the best ways to figure out how our kids are smart is what drives us nuts about them. Mm, that's true. Or what gets and what gets them into trouble. Right. So Chatty Cathy, here I am, right? I, I'm I'm very very words smart. I'm an author and speaker, a radio personality, if you will. So, but I was raised to use my words for good and not evil. Mm. And I was given the boundary, you must listen, you don't always get to talk. But I would drive people nuts by all the talking, you know, hello, word smart. If you have a kid who doodles all the time and colors where she's not supposed to, hello, picture smart. If you have a kid who's humming all the time and whistling all the time and toe tapping all the time and it's about to drive you nuts, hello, music smart. You have a kid who moves all the time, touches all the time, you know, turns every chair into a rocking chair, is an athlete and only wants to go out and play ball, probably body smart. So what do they do too much of or what do they do that gets them into trouble? Um, What do they do in their spare time? Do they read? Do they write? Do they color? Do they talk to a friend? Do they pet Mm. their dog? Um, What do they spend their money on? You know, if you give a child, you know, $20 as a gift, what do they want to spend that money on? Can also tell you that in that moment, this is the smart that's most activated. Certainly, what do they do well? You know, what are their favorite subjects at school? And then let me let me share this one with you. You know, everybody talks and everybody asks questions, but what do we talk about and what do we ask questions about? Mm. That can also tell us something about which of the smarts are most activated. I know those of you listening that are driving are like wanting to pull your hair out, but you know you can get home with a notepad and write down all these things because I'm just <laughs> I'm just writing as you're talking because it's interesting. I mean, my son's 25. He's in law school. Mm. My daughter is pre-med and she, you know, was a division one athlete in college. And as you're talking about these things, I'm going, oh my gosh, that's Brooke. That's Blake. That's Brooke. That's Blake. And they can have more than one of these. Right. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, God is, if I can just say it. He's a creator. He's not a duplicator, right? Like he's creative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And Uh. you know, they, they work, the smarts work together. You know, we're talking about them as if they're separate because we have to, but they work together. Your example earlier of dance, dance would be a body smart, music smart combination. Okay. Law for your son is word and logic. Right, right. Yet, yet he played lacrosse sports at, at Baylor. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, that's very interesting. How yeah. the eight smarts aren't you have to land on one of these. No, we have all eight, and you know when I work that's with awesome. um, kind of like the high school, college age, you know we we can talk about career fit. We can talk about relational fit as well. You know, if you want to get to know somebody who's nature smart, and you know that because they pay attention to their garden, they're they're looking up at the bird and you want to get to know that person better, go to the garden. Don't sit in a dark den. Right. If you want to get to know somebody who's picture smart, I'm not very picture smart. It's not a gift that God chose for me to have. One of my best friends is extremely 
picture smart. I live in Fort Worth, Texas, where we have some of the best art in the world. I don't understand art, but I will go to an art museum with my friend Andrea because it honors her and it helps me further develop an intelligence even at my age. It'll never you know, rock my world. It'll never be the thing that I'm engaged with, but I enjoy learning about it. Mm-hmm. I don't go to an art museum alone. I would have a terrible time, but I'll <laughs> go with both. somebody yeah. who I've, yeah. yeah, but go with somebody who you identify can be a blessing to you. And that's part of community, right? right? That's how we're better off together than we are alone. Yes, yes. And it's interesting when you go to the person who is picture smart, like I have a friend like that, Michelle Hippler, and she just understands art, appreciates art, and I'll go to things with her. And I wouldn't, you're right, I wouldn't go there alone. I'd go to the day spa, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she will give me wisdom and knowledge. And I leave there, I feel a closeness with her that I haven't had before. And I also yes. feel I got educated about this thing that's outside of my comfort zone, which is beautiful. I leave feeling smarter for sure, let me tell you. But I still don't understand where it looks like somebody took paint and threw it on the wall and it went for two million. I, I don't get exactly. that. <laughs> I look at that and I go, no, I, two million? Hold on, I got one for you. I'll give you for uh, 1.5. Hold on, let me go to my garage. Seriously. Oh, no, that's such a great testimony. So let me remind you know parents and grandparents who are listening that if you want to get closer to your kids, walk toward them. Yes. You know, we sometimes expect our children to walk toward us and our interests and nothing terribly wrong with that. But if you notice that you have a child who has a a joy about art, go to Hobby Lobby together and walk the aisles. That's right. And listen to your kid go, wow, mom, look at all that. You know, go to the botanical garden with your nature smart kid because you know that he'll feel safe and comfortable there and you'll experience his joy. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful opportunity for moms and dads to experience the joy of their kids. Yes, or put on the Bose speaker and have a dance party with the body child. And just, you know... Kick your heels up with them and, and have a yes. great time. No, it's it's we do. We need to walk towards them. Mm-hmm. And also we I feel just in listening to you, we need to be better listeners That's as parents. Right. Yep. Instead mm. of going, listen to me, listen to me, Billy. <laughs> like you hear that a lot. I just mm-hmm. was in Target the other day and I it cringed me. And mm. I, this little boy is trying to say something to his right. mom. I didn't hear mm. that. I mean, maybe he was being a little jerk. I don't know. But at the end of the day, you're the you're the adult. Hello, we're the parent being entrusted <laughs> with this child. Mm-hmm. Lean in for a minute, walk towards them, and shut up and listen. You know what? It's it's Come because on. we're so busy. You know, moms and dads, and we got so much going on, and we're so this, busy, this, we don't want to listen. Yeah, right, go. Right. You know, right. I just got to run yeah. to Target real right. quick. I mean, sure, mom, pride up ahead and grab something right. for his soccer oranges on Saturday. <laughs> just get in the car, you know. And it's just yeah. we're not listening, and we're squashing mm. the smarts in our kids. I feel like we're squashing it. Mm. Oh, that's so true, and that's the paralysis that can take place, and then they don't believe that they're smart, and they give up on something that, in fact might have been their greatest gift. Mm, I could just mm. say amen to everything the wow. two of you just said. When I write about and talk about having conversations with kids, let me just throw this out there. Yeah. Kids do not necessarily like being interrogated. And so they come to us and they say, you know, like we figure out that they're bothered by something or they say one one something that happened at their soccer practice. And then we're like interrogating them, right? Well, what happened next? And who was there? And what did the coach do? And that doesn't necessarily work because when we ask a follow-up question, we force them to go to a part of the story that they might not have found as mm. relevant as something else. Mm. So what can be very effective to get to know your kids is to listen to them and then simply say, and... Ooh. And then they look at you like, what? And you go, no, I want to understand you. 
keep talking. So be quiet, but be present mm. and expect them to share more details because wow. the more that they're Ooh, comfortable sharing. That was sharing, a mic drop. Yep, that was and a mic drop. I appreciate that. That's you guys, all I needed the, to say. And. Um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the first time you do it, they're going to think that you're from Mars. You know, blame it on me. But just, no, I want to understand you. Help me understand. And, they, and talk in the dark. They love not having to look into your eyes, especially Ooh. if they know they're going to disappoint you. Uh, talk when you're driving in the car because you cannot have sustained eye contact. And as beneficial as eye contact is, it is a respect issue. We all would prefer to avoid the eyes when we're having a tough conversation. Mm. Let's admit that. That's so no, 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 it's true. It's you know, so weird. Talk I, when I you're have going said for a walk, this. I have right? said this to Bryce. I said when the kids were little, we lived in Thousand Oaks, and at the time they were going to a school in the next city over in Simi Valley. And I say, oh my gosh, I'm in school. The kids are just talking and talking. When I drive them home from school, because it was about a 25 minute drive, they're just talking, talking, talking. Yeah, because they're in the back seat. They don't have to do eye candy. You tell me, right, right. yeah, this, my teacher did this to me, or I didn't get this, or this person wasn't really nice to me in the locker room. And, and they're talking, 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 and I'm driving, so I'm not doing the interrogation thing. Or my husband's mm-hmm. a lawyer, so we call, like, don't depose me. Like, I don't need a deposition <laughs> right now. So it's funny because this is so true. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we have this little you know, a fireplace in our living room, but we have a fireside table outside in the back. And the adult kids, like even in their 20s, I'll put the fireside table on and my my kids' friends will be here and they will start talking because you can't really see eye contact across the fire and the dark and the yep, mom, and yep. people start sharing. And I'm like, I, at night when, when they're all here, I'm like, fireside talk tonight? And it was like, yep. And I mean, <laughs> I hear more things at that fireside table than you could ever imagine <laughs> in the dark. And it's it's uh, so, wow. And, and you're well, just telling so me this. it's so good because, yeah, I mean, it's connection is valid for everything. You know, kids pay more attention to us when they believe that we care and all this conversation stuff is significant. And it is a primary way that we awaken and keep the smarts developed. So again, yeah, I love that we're talking about that. Today's parents are really, a lot of them, as you know, are so concerned about, I can't get my kid to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's because we don't know them and they know That's that correct. we don't know them because we're absorbed in our own phone and our own social media feed. Mm. We have to put it down. We have to walk toward them. And when we understand the eight smarts, we stop asking just about math and reading. And we understand there's all these other ways of being smart and all these other ways of embracing the life that we've been called to live. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so good. Wow. And when you hear about that life, right, when we think about our creator who's letting us breathe, letting us even have this conversation mm-hmm. by his grace and mercy, who are we to be telling our children? Who are we to be mm-hmm. squashing mm-hmm. the gifts, gifts and talents mm-hmm. that God created in right. them and for them to look good <laughs> to who, to have them go where? There's no Harvard in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, what are we really trying Come to on. accomplish here? I mean, at the end of the day, and I go back to my three by five card. I was in a small group, a, a life group when I was young with my husband. We were It was a newly married group, so 32 years ago. We just all started having children. And the leader, Michael Warren godly man, elder at our church. He passed out these three by five cards to these young, you know, 20 year olds that are married in his Bible study. He said, if you were never going to see your children again, what would you want them to know? And I wanted to put on that three by five card. Well, let me tell you something, them speaking languages, them playing an instrument, them going to Harvard, being an MVP, you know, an MVP (laughs) on the football team didn't make my card, Dr. Kathy, right? Uh, You know what I'm saying? Because when you can really, when we really cut the fat, it's almost like these eight things, right? I mean, it's pretty like these eight things would have fit on my card, right? Right. I think that when we 
cut the fat on that and we actually say, what do I really want my kids to know? And the only mm-hmm. thing I really want them to get right, right is to know and follow hard after That's Jesus. Right. Because right. if mm-hmm. they get all these accolades on earth and go to hell, I failed. I failed yeah, that, right? Mm-hmm. And not that I can sell Jesus to them because I can't, but they can see Jesus in the way right. I live my life, how I treat their their dad, how I treat them, how I treat my neighbor, my friends, my coworkers, my family. They see mm-hmm. Jesus by the way we use our eight smarts right. as parents. Oh, that, and some of us exactly aren't right. hitting these. I mean, come on, mom and dad listening right now. Like we need to really look at ourselves and put the mirror up about these eight great smarts. We're so worried about our kids being smart. How smart are you and I? You know, let's, boy, preach it. I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. I mean, like, do you have any passion? I mean, seriously, uh, this, is, this is so great. But here's, here's the thing. If I can just elaborate on what you're saying, it's so good. There are a lot of parents who don't believe that they're smart because the system is broken. Right. Uh, many people were in a school system back in the day that acknowledged that if you were word smart and logic smart, meaning that you were a reader, a writer, a listener, a speaker, science and math were your, your things, then you were, you were told you were smart. Uh, but we all know people who were not very good at school and they're very good at life. Mm-hmm. And we all know people who Amen. were very good at school and are failing at life. Right. And right. that's the evidence No, they're that working for the people matter. that dropped out, that there were the entrepreneurs. They go hire the Harvard right. people. That's what they do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, if you want your kids to grow up and love God and appreciate God and trust God, then they have to believe they were created with intentionality. Mm. God is good and God is a good creator and God is an intentional creator. Knitting is an intentional skill. Mm. The knitter decides in advance what to make. The knitter doesn't think about halfway through changing from a hat to a scarf to a sweater to an afghan to a blanket. You'd Let's have go. an ugly non thing. Oh, that's so but good. It says in Psalm 139 that we're knit together. Yes. And God is strategic in that and has chosen. You know, some of you wanted a body smart kid because you were a soccer star and you wanted a son to play after you, and he's not body smart. He's a picture smart artist. And if we don't acknowledge that and raise him to be who he was created to be, he will reject us. And more significantly, he will reject God. Yes. And I don't say that lightly, and no, I don't declare no. that as a you know, a definite statement, but when children do not believe that, they're, that they are good and that they were created to have a significant purpose, then nothing really matters. So we have to look for who they are. And, we, and it does help when we know who we are. That's right. Mm. Amen. So good. Wow. Mm. Wow. Thank you for listening. No, oh, this my is gosh. so, I'm just taking notes. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> We're right I feel away. so bad for the people driving right now. So like, come on, Shalina Barbara. Um, I didn't know everybody. Don't, don't send me notes, okay? But I promise you can re-listen to this. No, it's just, it's very humbling. You know, God's not saying oops that right. he gave us the kids that we have. And so mm-hmm. we need to listen. We need to move towards. I, and, and I need to learn to use the word and a little more. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. I mean I that's it. just great right there. I mean that's just mm. a talk away. Even with college students, yeah, it's like they'll be in other you know states and they're telling me this and that. And I go, well, did you go in here and did you go in there and did you ask these people and do? And all I need mm-hmm. to say is and mm-hmm. because maybe mm-hmm. they did those things and mm-hmm. I just need to shut up and listen enough to let them finish sharing mm-hmm. because 
like you just said, Dr. Kathy, it might be that something that I feel is significant in the story that's not my story, by the way, wasn't significant for them, didn't actually even rub up against them, didn't even Mm -hmm. stick. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring it up and make it stick. And now they're like, oh, crud, maybe I should have focused on that. Instead of Mm -hmm. just focusing on the way God created them, the gifts that he gave them. And Mm -hmm. I think that has to start with getting on the scale ourselves. I think I need to look at these things and, and identify where my eight great smarts are Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. I can be aware of where my kids' eight great smarts are and grandkids one day, you know, Mm -hmm. my son Blake's been married for six years. They're having sex. There's got to be a baby coming sometime, you know, (laughs) and it's like, if that's God's plan. And so it's very fascinating to me how I've never heard of this before. Yeah, I know. And I've been a parent for almost 26 years. This is just right. when I'm a grandma, been, Dr. Kathy. Yes, it's, well, it's brilliant. I, like, no, thank you for I, being obedient. I, I just, you know, oh, writing this because. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I wrote it for the parents who themselves are doubting, you know, that their existence matters. And I wrote it for the parents who have questioned whether or not their kids are ever going to amount to anything. And, you know, for children to read sections of it with their parents and let the experts say, because you're interested in this and because you do this often and well, you know, you're smart. I've had people say to me, for instance, and people like Barbara, people like your kids come to mind. I'd be like, well, I, I'm I'm talented and I'm creative and I'm artistic and I'm 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 a good actor, but I'm not smart. Like, no. What if you're creative and a good actor and artistic because of how you're smart? That's right. Mm-hmm. And That's see right. that because smart is a power word. Everyone wants to believe they're smart. Right. And the evidence is that people who believe they're smart show up. They're more willing to practice. They're more willing to persevere. They're more willing to volunteer. Mm. They're more willing to go for a career advancement mm. because smart is something that's a powerful rubric, a powerful idea, right? So for me to say to an actor who can make himself look angry and old when he's young and happy, when I say to that kid, you did that well because you are a body smart, picture smart, word smart kid, they look at me like I'm from Mars. And then they're like, do I say that again? Wait, I'm just a good actor. No, you're a smart actor because you were able to do something that other kids wouldn't have done. So yeah, maybe you don't earn an A in physics and maybe you don't take honors English, but maybe that's not the call upon your life. That's right. That's okay. Right. Live on purpose. Yeah, and you can be smart in your own lane. I mean, I always say, you know, I started a business out of my bedroom at 15, you know, because my mom (laughs) wouldn't buy me school clothes. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, but let me tell you what I learned was if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Mm. Come on. Right? That's good. So That's really good. Every child is smart and they just need to find out how is what I feel like I'm hearing. It's like Absolutely. every child, every adult, Barbara, you are smart. I know mm-hmm. you are. I've interned for you from when I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 53 mm-hmm. now. You, I, I have modeled and followed and learned from your smarts. And it's like we need to stop having people speaking lies right. over us, lies over our children, and now now they have access through their freaking phones right. that parents mm-hmm. are buying for their kids. Words the internet, so it's powerful. so powerful. Yeah. And we need mm-hmm. to be very careful as we're training up the next generation. Right. We can even reset at our age and say, wait a yes. second, mm-hmm. I'm smart right. and I have to find out how that is because we need you to. And, and, and Splash Family, we need you to know how you're smart because that's how the body of Christ works. Mm-hmm. If I'm the toe, I want to be the freaking winner toe. I do. And if I'm the <laughs> ear, I want to be the ear. You know what I mean? Whatever mm-hmm. it is, we need to be smart in the way God designed us to be. 
and mm. not make it a competition with each other. Right. I need to function. Oh, my amen. toe is not pissed oh, off with my, my pinky finger. They don't get in an oh, argument amen. at all. Right. Right. And so I think when we bring it back, like you're saying, Dr. Kathy, to God's word and the order, and he does that through nature. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. contagiously connected as followers mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Yes. And Beautiful. if we if Beautiful. we miss that, that's the only thing we need to get right. Right. You know, and so for me, and I think back is making me think of high school and then mm-hmm. the, you know, the ACT and the mm-hmm. SAT for mm-hmm. college and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was never a, a really good test taker. And I remember going in and a, a teacher of mine that I felt safe with at my little high school, Royal High School in Simi Valley at the time, public school, I said, I know the test. He's like, Shalene, you're, you're, you're like getting a low C. He goes, you could have been a D on that C minus. And I said, no, I'm an A on that test. And I remember mm. crying like it's choking me up right now. I said, I need to share it with, can I audibly tell you that test? Ask me, there's no one in the room. There's no book. Talk to me about the test. And so they did. Wow. And um, when I was done, uh, like, yeah, that was an A. That was an A. And I said, so I'm so frustrated because I got this chick on this side and this chick, and they're like little test takers. And they're street mm-hmm. stupid. I right. mean, they can't find their car in the parking lot of high school. I go, no, you parked over here. <laughs> like I wouldn't trust them, you know, walking into a bank. And uh, yeah. yet they were so smart with tests that they, and they would get, you know, Bs and As. But I was getting low C's on a test. But then when I would audibly, and the teacher allowed me to, because he was on like the board of the, I don't know, at Royal. And he had me come speak one time. And it was my senior year in 1986. And I feel like that test sure has a lot of power over parents and people. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when my kids were getting ready to go to college, like, let me get you a tutor for the SAT and the ACT. Which one are you more Mm -hmm. qualified for? Which are you this? Which are that? And who Mm -hmm. cares? Who cares? It does that's not what, define you. And and that's why I love so much the homeschool awakening. Yes. That Kirk did. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And my actually, I don't know if you know, Dr. Kathy, that my other daughter, Melissa, has homeschooled her five children. Yes. 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 Yeah. And yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, just Amazing. to sit back and watch her. Yeah, no, it was such it was such an honor to be in that. And I was gonna say what you were just saying, it, it does compel us to question the system we have our children in. Yeah. Yes. Um, is the system that we have them in the right design for them? If we are homeschooling our children, is the curriculum that we're using right. uh, the best fit for them? If we are, if our kids are in a private or a public school, and maybe it's a very word and logic smart system and we don't have any authority to change that, can we at least help them study at home in a different way? Right. Where a body smart kid is allowed to study while shooting hoops or swinging on the swing set. That's right. And they're practicing their vocabulary words. We don't make them continue to sit at a desk that is not a good fit for them. So I know that's one of our passions at Celebrate Kids is that we know our children well enough to help them be successful wherever they are planted and that we have the responsibility to examine whether or not the system works. The only reason word and logic were the first two I mentioned is that they are the most important in a traditional school system, but right. they're not the most important in life. Thank you. Right. you can be Thank very you. successful. That's right. And I think people smart actually is the most important smart. People smart people think with other people. It's really what the three of us are doing here and what mm-hmm. the listeners are doing mm-hmm. behind the scene. That's right. uh, people smart people um, elaborate, they collaborate, they negotiate well, they can persuade without debate. They know how to read body language and respond appropriately. Mm-hmm. It's how kids know who is safe and on mm-hmm. their side. 
It allows children to learn and be teachable, even from a bad teacher. It allows us to, again, serve on committees and, and family, that the marriage and the parenting relationship is so much healthier. So being people smart and knowing people and how to think with people and how to know, oh, I'm being compromised here. There's bias here that I don't like. I'm going to reject that view, and I'm going to go find me a different view that works with my family values. That's essential, and that's people smart. And that's not going to be taught in a school system. That can be taught in a, in a home situation, of course. And I would put that... Uh, Priority. I would also say self-smart. You know, I don't know if you ladies would agree with me, but self-smart people think deeply inside of themselves and they value their own thoughts. I think this is essential. We mm. have young people today mm. who don't know what they think, which is why they're being manipulated to think whatever anybody else wants mm. them to think. Right, yeah. They yeah. have to quiet down and slow down and decide, no, for me and my upbringing and who God's created me to be, this is what I prioritize. This is what I believe to be true. Right. I'm going to think deeply about that so that nobody can rip it out of me. That's right. um, these people, by the way, often don't feel smart because every question is challenging for them. You know, where do you want to go to lunch? Even for a self-smart person, like, well, I don't right. know, what am I in the mood for? And, well, maybe Italian, but I don't know. Pizza or something fancy Italian. Or, I mean, oh my gosh, it's a simple question, but not to a self-smart person. Mm. So they don't feel smart because every question is worth analyzing. And when they hear me speak, they weep with me when they realize that they're very smart in a unique way that doesn't fit the quick pace of culture, but could be the blessing to family and church and culture and ministry if they would just allow it to flourish. And how wow. wonderful for a, a, a parent to understand what the smarts are in to each To get confidence and, as a parent. Yes. And, I feel so mm -hmm. confident hearing this. Like, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And then for the child to just mm -hmm. not to be belittled or to be judged or to be challenged, but or to be well, put in a box mm -hmm. or yeah. pigeonholed yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I love shame. that. Things so are being so enthusiastic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. And and listeners, Splash Family, you can get this book, Eight Great Smarts, at celebratekids.com mm -hmm. or you can buy it on Amazon, whatever you prefer, online directly, celebratekids.com. We'll put this all up on our social media. I'm also going to see if Dr. Kathy, if you'll sign one and send it to Barbara, we'd love to give a listener a free copy of your book. Oh, for sure. Eight Great Smarts. We would love to do that during the week that this episode is running. We would absolutely love it. But you also, and I want to have you back about this as we wrap up here, because I could stay on here for hours. I know. <laughs> you have a new book that yes. you're about to release called Resilient Kids, right? Yes. By the time that this episode is live, yes. it'll be available. It's called Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. Mm, so Hello. good. Yeah. Because we don't want young people to be defined by what they lost, but how to stand up right. as a parent to, you know, not live in bubble wrap. Right. Like, right. I mean, kids are so bubble wrapped today. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's what the book is about. Why not to do that? Yeah. How to stop it if we've been doing it. Why it's essential that our kids learn to walk out of their valleys. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Wow. Super. Well, thank you so Thank you, much. Dr. Kathy. This has been such a blessing. I, I, I know to our listeners. So we can take you to lunch. Yeah, to me. I know. <laughs> we'll have to do that. We'll yes. have to do that someday. That I, would be I wonderful. would love that. I would absolutely love that. But thanks for being, you know, enthusiastic and teachable and excited about what the Lord has taught me. I pray mm. that your listeners, the Splash family, is able to embrace it and benefit from it. Thank Amen. you so much. Thank Amen. you. Yeah. Woo! 
Well, thank you, Splash family. Until next time, splash a little smarts on the people around you and prepare your children. Train them up in the way they should go. God has created them uniquely and he has huge plans to prosper them, not to harm them and to give them a hope and a future. We love you, Splash family. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com. 